everybody has a story to tell, right? Diversity then, really enriches,、uh, makes everything richer, right?、You're, some yeah, various yeah. aspects of life. It's almost more enjoyable to talk to somebody who disagrees with you than with somebody who agrees with you. We live in very interesting times. I think there are thin lines、uh, everywhere. Hi and welcome back to Zandaka Nothing Podcast. After a long break,、um, I thought you know I should start recording again.、Uh, it was a、uh, Well, it's considered as a summer break.、Uh, a lot of things have happened, and a lot of things went down. So I just found the time now to record a new episode. And right off the bat, with a special episode,、um, right now I'm I'm starting it alone. But it's there's two guests today, and both of them are my friends, and they're friends with each other. But they don't know that each other are actually coming. To this episode, so it's gonna be a surprise.、Um, I'll st- start one and invite the other to the call. And let's see the reaction of these people.、Um, so let's get started. Oops. Okay. Hey, Luca, we get you. Oh God! <laughs> Did you try to get the mask? That's why you took so long. I just—I don't want to catch the virus. I don't want to—I don't want to catch it from you. So this well, is a precaution. This is the furthest of social distancing distancing you can do. Like there's no、hey, way of doing it further. You can never be too sure. You can never be too careful. Yeah, better be better be、uh, sorry than sh-、uh, well, no wait. That's different. It goes different. Better be safe than sorry. <laughs> better, better sorry than safe, huh? Better sorry than safe. Yeah, exactly. So, Sam, are you ready? Is it already recording? Yeah, I am already recording. I had to. Oh. Yeah. So, um, but wait. Before we continue, I just have to, um, just one second. Um, okay. Well, how have you been? I've been、uh, I've been safe. <laughs> you know, I'm actually recording the camera as well, <laughs> so people <laughs> like if I ever upload the video, people will be will be able to see what you were wearing. God, man, give me one second. They can see that I've been I've been safe for posterity. I was one of the ones that that quarantined. That quarantined twenty、uh, four days, twenty eight days, not not fourteen days, just to make sure. So you're not leaving you're not the house. Leaving the house. I'm not leaving the house this whole year. Oh, okay. This one. <laughs> okay. Hello. Oh, what's that? Oh, hey! Good morning, guys.、Hello? This is a pleasant surprise. Is that Savamalayan? I see. What happened? How、Bro. did how did this guy make his way in? <laughs> you want to turn on your camera, maybe, so we can see your face. Well,、um, of course. One second. Oh God! <laughs> oh, there you go. Can you see me? Oh. 
What is this? What is this? What is this? I so see. So guys, this is a surprise. I told you guys I'm gonna record an episode, but I didn't tell that it's gonna be a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> I like this plot twist. Yeah? Cool. You guys didn't guess at all? No, not at all. I haven't spoken to this guy in, 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 a, in a long time, so... Well, then, there how, you how go. How could we have known? <laughs> I mean, I suggested that uh, we film the episode with Sava, but he never got back to me on the idea, so I was like, <laughs> probably not happening. So, I just, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I didn't tell you that I would do it like this. But anyway, so... I'm excited. Are you guys excited for this episode? I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the aim, Sava. I really wanted to catch your guys' uh, reaction to this. That's why I started recording before I called you guys. And I already told the guests what's going to happen so they can then listen to your guys' reaction. Oh, my God. Exactly. I think uh, what Sava meant is that he's actually excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, for a second... No, what 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 happened for a second was was I I was confused because for a moment I thought I thought we were in a house party because because this guy Mao just made his way in so I was like oh you can do that on Skype um, <laughs> so I was just confused I was like wait I thought we were on Skype but we must be in house party and then and then uh, yeah <laughs> you were gonna be like Mao I'm sorry to get you off your high horse but we're filming an episode here can yeah you please yeah get Mao can you <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, this whole footage is ruined now. Now uh, I have to start from scratch. <laughs> well, oh my god! I'm happy that actually this worked out. Um, well, welcome back to the Zontek and Nothing podcast, guys. Uh, I know it was a long break. Uh, it was a summer break. But, I think four uh, to five weeks. But it's actually it's actually Tuesday, guys. I just want everybody yes. to know. <laughs> of course. Yeah, and here in Vancouver, it's actually Friday. Wait, wait a minute. What? <laughs> how is this? Yeah, we, if it's we Tuesday live in a over there, week, how so. is it Friday in, in Vancouver? Yeah, but with the time difference, it's actually Saturday here. So. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's a different week, so. Guys, obviously, every episode, we keep, every guest I have has already said that it's not Sunday when we record. I think every listener knows that we don't record on Sundays. Also, I want I want the listeners to know that maybe Frankfurt got nothing, but Qatar and Canada definitely have everything. Oh. Yeah, they got something. <laughs> well, Canada I... has something, Qatar has everything. Let's just let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> okay, I like it. I love it. Oh man, well, welcome back. I I'm I'm pretty sure listeners know Saba Saba and also Mauricio. If you haven't actually heard from the voices, Saba and Mauricio. Um, yeah, this is Mauricio. <laughs> I just want, I just want the listeners to know, this this voice is Mauricio's voice. And I'm Saba Mulloyin. Why don't this you? Why do you? Why I just jumped into the call. Hey, <laughs> hey guys, this is this is now. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay. Well, I mean, Luxembourgish. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get this too, um, you know, um, racist here. Um, I mean, around this time, we should be very considerate what's happening around the world, right? You know, people don't get their hair haircut anymore because of the coronavirus. So we should be very thoughtful of these people. I just, <laughs> I, I just want to point out that that 
I made I made an experiment. So the guests that can see me, my I cut my hair and my beard at the same time, and my beard appears to have grown longer than my hair in the same space in the space same span of time. <laughs> that's, that's and true. my trusted barber, who I expect to be listening, uh, knows that that I'm eagerly awaiting to see him soon. <laughs> to get a haircut <laughs> or a beard cut. To oh. you know. To get some trusted advice while uh, while he tinkers with my hair and beard. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm also actually going to get a haircut soon. I, mean, I got one yesterday. Nice. Oh, Mr. Mr. Fancy got a haircut yesterday. <laughs> he knew he's going to be on the no, episode. because of the time zone. I was actually able to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, honestly, thank you guys that you made it. And I'm really, really happy and excited. Maybe this won't this won't be the last episode where I do it. Maybe like this. Maybe I'll, I'll actually surprise other people like that and poof, 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 and you know, people come and see themselves on the recording day. But I thought you I just ruined the surprise <laughs> <laughs> for them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no. who else would be invited? Now, now I'm now I'm I'm just I'm just bracing myself Wait, bro, for honestly, for somebody else to come. The mo the, like half an hour ago when I was like checking that you guys. Are gonna be on time so I can call you by both like around the same time. I was hope I was like maybe I should have invited so many more people now that I think about it. Like you know, like I don't know, like Joe, for example, or Delia, Sahra, you know, they would have been so down to come as well. But I was just I was so focused on you guys, so I was I completely left them up. But that doesn't mean that's never gonna happen, you know. We'd had an episode well, with five people. I just I just wanna say that that I, I'm I feel honored that I'm that I'm one of the ones that I, I'm the first one that that Received the the trademark Ilker surprise. <laughs> it's it's an honor for what? me too, bro. I mean, having Saber on the other side of this phone is it's very rare sometimes, you know, because you're also very busy. Maurice is also very busy, and I am very busy. So it's glad it's it's cool that it worked out. You know, these things sometimes don't really always work out, and maybe it was meant to be. Indeed. <laughs> nice. Well, um. To get this uh, uh, formally up, I am, I don't know, like people know you already from this podcast, all these millions of billions of listeners. So we don't have to reintroduce ourselves, well, yourselves, well, that's Saba and Mauricio and me, Elker, the host. But we could talk about like, how have you guys been? You know, like, how's life? I mean, of course, there's Corona happening and everything, but on the other side, there's also good things happening. So what I'll, let, what can I'll, let, Saba, I'll let Saba go first. Uh, well... Here in Luxembourg. Oh, did I say Moyen, by the way? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, everything has been good. Um, I've been I've been working from home a lot. I miss the office. I miss uh, being surrounded by people. But I'm lucky that my roommate is also working from home. So, you know, um, we, we do hang out over here. Um, and uh, you know Vancouver hasn't had it super tough with uh, with the coronavirus, so it's uh, it's been good. It's been good over here. Um, not not many strict uh, regulations. Uh, have been able to go to parks, hang out a little bit with friends here and there. So you know, lucky in that sense. But uh, yeah, things have have been really slow this year for for real. So it has been. Uh, a very strange experience, but definitely, definitely not not bad. Especially when you look at uh, other places that have had it much worse. 
But yeah, uh, like yeah what, what about you, Saba? <laughs> like my neighbor. The U.S. is like dying right now. <laughs> anyway, those guys are hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm out. Say that uh, <laughs> it's been. I mean, it, it's it's been interesting. I'm, I'm 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 living in the state of Qatar, and and I, but however, I've been following the situation in Europe quite closely, and and it's been interesting to to contrast uh, the different ways that uh, that Qatar has been following as opposed to Europe. So, Qatar has has had uh, has is actually still in lockdown. In a sense, um, I mean, I mean, we're, we're in stage two out of out of four stages, but uh, it seems that Qatar's stages have lasted much, much longer, as opposed to, you know, the European countries and, and Australia, for example. So um, actually, today was the first time that I actually met up with a friend. We went out to a cafe, and it felt so surreal. I, I felt like I was on the moon. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, the whole the whole like like doing something normal felt. You know, extraordinary, um, but yeah, like the the border is still has is still closed with some caveats. Um, so that's really been the main area that's affected my life, because uh, I'm I'm a frequent traveler and uh, and I've been I've been here for 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 a while, which uh, which in my life is very very unusual. I usually every couple of months I I, I I'm lucky enough to be able to to go and, and visit some you know a new place so it's been interesting because uh as i said yeah it's been interesting to see that uh qatar the n- number of cases of qatar has been steadily coming down. i mean from from a, a pretty large number has, has steadily been coming down and at first i was a little annoyed that the the stages last so long but now when i look to europe where a lot of the countries are are, are experiencing spikes again it's been, I think, I think maybe Qatar is onto something, you know, in 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 uh, making the steps last very long. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. That being said, uh, except for today, I've been uh, I've been stuck at home for so long, you know, uh, I have no concept of of time. Actually, in fact, <laughs> the world could have completely gone back to normal, and I wouldn't have known. I've been I've been home all this time, and then today when I went out, you know, I may have just uh, tasted, uh, you know, the world back at its uh, at its normal. So as I said, we're uh, we're Thursday, and uh, yep. I mean, I, think, uh, think think about it. Like, what if what if a country like literally just doesn't tell anyone that actually everything is fine again? They just keep it like this, and everyone's just home, and they never leave the house ever again. Oh, that's North Korea, probably. That's how they do it. But <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, I tried to make a gag. I hope it worked. Um, Cool. Um, I thought we could talk a little bit about the small world and how actually small it is. Because I remember talking to Saba about this last week and how interesting it is that, you know, think about us three right now. You being in Qatar, you being in Vancouver, me in Germany, and we've met all together in the middle, uh, well, in the heart of Europe uh, in Townsend International School. So, like, I was reflecting on how small the world actually is that we had a life before that and a life after that and how much it has changed. So I don't know how you guys think about this. I mean, our lives have grown so much more at this point that we even can think about the present, how it is like, you know, I mean, think about me. I went to Vancouver uh, and I, I got to spend a little bit more time with Mauricio as well after Townsend. And then, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I always 
thought about how we met and how it became to this friendship that we have now or maybe brotherhood i don't know how we want to call it um but yeah it's like any thoughts on that i'll let uh, mauricio take this one <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to say that, uh, your observation is very accurate. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, um, it is true. I mean, um, I, I, I'll even go a step further and say that it's not, it's not only because we spent, um, that, you know, it, it's not, it's not only that, that we met and that our, <laughs> it's, it's not only the fact that we met and that our lives have changed, it's just that. We had uh, we spent so much time together, and we went through um, a, a unique experience together. And you know, we 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 bonded, and and it's not necessarily that we've crossed paths. I think is it's what's interesting is that is that in the school we you become friends with people that you otherwise wouldn't. You know, if you were if you were out you know out in quote in the quote unquote real world, um, you you really get to spend time with. The people that are there that you almost inevitably uh, create friendships. Um, so, like yeah. even like with people, you, you you would probably think that are like kind of like I I would even say that through that experience, even later on in my life, I I made friends with people that I thought I would have never made friends with if I hadn't experienced what we did in Townsend. Like I made so many friends from different well, it's ethnicities, backgrounds, but also like characters, you know. Um, where I, when I look now back at like, I don't know, like even if it goes to people that I liked or had a relationship with, like I would have never honestly been, it would have never been in my mind to actually have said like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm going to have a girlfriend or I'm going to have a friend from this country one day. Like literally, like when I was in Germany, I never thought of like, oh yeah, my friends are going to be like international everywhere and anywhere I go, I will have a friend. And then I went to Townsend, and then that all changed, of course. But like, I wonder, like, how, how, how I don't know. Like for me, it, it, it's just a mind-blowing experience that I, oh, now that I reflect about it, I've been reflecting about this like for like the week or so. I don't know. That's why I was like, uh, I was in need of talking uh, about this to see what you guys think. But yeah, well, maybe Saba wants to share a little bit about his his thoughts on this. Yeah. Right, right. Sava, don't be shy. Come on. Um, I think you you definitely hit uh, something interesting there. Like it it goes beyond uh, just uh, you being friends with people from different countries. I think you're onto something when you say people for, with uh, different characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In Townsend, you you live with these people. You see them day after day, and uh, I don't know. Not that. Uh, I had a particular issue with anybody, but sometimes I feel like in life you're very comfortable hanging out with people that share like pretty similar interests or that have a certain character. Uh, but in Townsend, I really became to compelled to to talk to people that maybe weren't anything like the people that I talked uh, to back home, regardless of, of where they were from, you know. Um, and that was something big for me. I feel like when I left Townsend, that just gave me more flexibility to the kind of people that I could meet. I was confident talking to pretty much any kind of character because I was like, well, I've, I've become I've friends. I've had the with, weirdest uh, ones. Don't worry about flavors. it. I'll, I'll figure this out. <laughs> yes, yes, somehow. So I think that is that is also like a big one. I was That was a big one for me. 
Um, and I don't know, there's, for me, that was such a big thing. Like you learn that this, there's so much value in these people as a friend, uh, as a brother. So that was a, a huge one and something that I became really happy about. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and adding to that, I mean, having gone through this experience, it, it almost, it almost compels you to, to go and, and, you know, try to get to know a person, even if, if there's, there are cultural and linguistic barriers and you almost see it as a non-issue. Um, whereas, whereas, you know, I, I came across friends who, who almost, you know, if once it come once it becomes known that you know there's a there's a linguistic barrier that you know they wouldn't even make you know it's it's almost an insurmountable issue. Um, whereas I feel like I feel like having having gone to uh, to the school and then and then having gone into town every week, um, we're almost comfortable making a fool of ourselves and trying to communicate with somebody who speaks who whose whose number of languages don't intersect with ours. That we sort of, uh, and not ha- not having an interpreter at hand, that we sort of jump into trying to make it work rather than you know, um, just, you know, going for your phone to to translate it uh, is it, something that I noticed with with our friendship group. Yeah, that's very true. I was also um, thinking about how it <clears throat> um, having actually broken my my horizon with that experience to to to, to the number of friends from different uh, places that i have now um when i said like for example like when i lived in germany i never thought of having a friend that lives in mexico or if, uh, i didn't even know luxembourg existed before <laughs> i mean i mean <laughs> I mean, uh, leave alone having a friend that is from that place. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, I go. I just want to say that even though before Townsend you didn't know of Luxembourg, I very much knew of Dudenhausen. Did you? <laughs> you Did mean Dudenhausen? Dudenhausen, you mean? I mean Dudenhausen. It came up. I'm pretty sure it came up in one of the Ducktail stories. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, I I guess uh, uh, where I'm from, the village I'm from, is very famous actually. And uh, thinking about it, like um, how how then my horizon was like exploding through that experience. And uh, like Saba mentioned, like the different cultures and different barriers that were just taken away. Like I remember uh, coming from Germany, I was like, oh yeah, like it's either Germany or Turkey, you know, when it's soccer or uh, sorry, football. Um, when it's football um, and one of those are the greatest countries so ki- like kind of like that you know but once I I, <laughs> I know it sounds really bad it sounds really bad but I was like that I was really let's say nationalistic in, in either in either in either aspect and I didn't think I, I was proud of knowing both cultures but I didn't I wasn't really proud on knowing other people's culture you know but that's what I learned and After that, uh, in Townsend and going around in the world, I mean, I haven't traveled as many countries as Saba has, but I've tra- traveled a few. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something... Let me pat pro- yourself in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still then, like, open up to, like, other people's cultures and actually wanted to know more about their, like, way they live and the way they do things. And um, and it's crazy that I 
I think about it, like think about it, like if if you were to able to go back in time and tell yourself like not having that experience, don't go to Townsend or don't go do that, and then all of a sudden everything changes. Like I would have just stuck in Germany forever. I would have just traveled the countries as a tourist, not really as like a person that wants to see how people live there. But now that I have friends there, I can actually go there and say, yo, like, how do you live here? Show me, like, the parts that tourists don't see, you know, things like that. Yeah, I definitely concur. I, I've definitely gained a, uh, an appreciation for culture. So before before attending attending the international school, I remember, you know, go like, either planning vacation or going on vacations. And they were always, uh, I was always more interested in, in, um, in going to like you know a very mainstream spot, uh, you know doing doing going to a resort, you know almost like, almost like just going to a, a warmer weather, but not really changing cultures. Um, so, yes. but then after after Townsend, you know, like uh, I'm I'm almost against going to a resort, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and I'd rather you know go to like maybe a nice hotel, but uh, but somewhere that's like close to to cultural events or or that's that's accessible to both you know the the downtown area and you know natural like that's accessible to natural spots as well to really explore as 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 full a picture as possible of of the culture that i'm that i'm currently visiting at the time Hmm. have you guys ever experienced like culture shock or something like that For me, yes. When I when I went to Townsend, a hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was living with uh, Chris Lovey and uh, Sim Unap, and uh, these guys are as European as it gets. <laughs> and uh, I mean, yeah, it was just uh, a total shock. Uh, but also, it helped that the it was my first time in a boarding school, and you know, I had. I had never truly heard about the Baha'i faith, so that was a big thing for me. I remember being asked, like, are you a Baha'i? And I didn't really know what it was. I thought it was, like, an ethnicity, so I, I answered, like, no, no, I'm from Mexico. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, uh, I think it was more than a cultural shock. It was, like, a 360 thing for me. It was, like, what is going on in here? But, cool, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cultural shock. No, I mean, yes and no, like, it's funny when I'm when I went to Townsend, I I didn't feel it at all because to me it was almost like it was it was home instantaneously. Um, so so I didn't really feel much of a culture shock. I think when I moved to Australia, I, I felt a bit of a culture shock, mostly in terms of uh, the fact that I thought it was going to be easy to adapt, but it it wasn't uh, as easy as, as I expected. But after that, no, not really. I I don't think I've I've uh, I've really experienced culture shock in the sense that. I always went into into a new experience, living somewhere with the expectation that it's it's you know it, it'll be different, it'll be it'll be difficult at, at first, especially when you're creating a new network. Um, and then you know after a couple of months, you you become acquainted with 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 the place, you make new friends. So not really, no, I mean yes and no in a sense. Mm-hmm. I have to say that uh, I actually had never had experienced culture shock. Maybe that's because I went to countries that were closer to what Germany looks like than uh, uh, than anything else. I mean, if you think about it, I also go to, for, for summer breaks or summer vacations, I go to Turkey. I think even though I was, I, I'm, I'm, my ethnic 
background is Turkish, I live a lot of culture shock there than I do in any other country that I had been to. Uh, but at the same time, I um, the countries that I lived in um, after my um, uh, middle school years in Germany were fairly close to what Germany's standards are like, you know, infrastructure and everything. So I think that's why I never really experienced culture shock in a, in that way. Or maybe I'm just so oblivious to that, and <laughs> and then I, I don't really know how 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 it. Maybe I experienced it, but I was oblivious to it that I didn't experience it. I don't know. Has has it? Uh, experience of seeing other cultures and having traveled so many different countries has that helped you now like work life and private life and like your life in general i mean whenever whenever i think about what you just say i i think about saba for real because you're like my one friend that has been all around the He's all around and all the only the friend world. we have that has been through the whole world yeah but also like you you hold several nationalities and you lived in so many places and you speak almost seven languages every country that, yeah, and almost every country that i've been for more than you know a month you you've made an effort to go and and visit and actually come through so that's kind of crazy i i think if anybody can answer this one it's probably probably you man Wait. this one is for you to hit home go ahead mauricio answer that <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. I think it, it's hard to say because everybody has a story to uh, sorry, everybody has a story to tell, right? When you're when you're being, for example, you said if it's helped us in in various aspects of our lives, personal and professional, right? So I'll I'll pick professional. Um, when when you when you present a CV, it's really you're telling a story, you're telling a narrative, right? You're you're really highlighting aspects of of your story being a professional story but you but but it's it's telling a story so i think i think has it helped in my professional and personal life uh in in some aspects it has in some aspects it hasn't it's just it's just the story that i'm telling you know like i i interviewed for a job and and um i was way too international for it and and i immediately picked that up i way was too international I, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a um, uh, a small firm that they do some international. I mean, no, they do international work. They they mainly do international work, but it's a specific brand of of international work, you know. Um, whereas then I I interviewed for other jobs, and you know it was it was I could tell that that um, that you know it was a good fit, uh, and and that the the employers were. Um, uh, were were impressed by by my resume because be, precisely because my the the narrative that I was telling uh, you know sat so close to uh, you know to the the values that that the firm has and in my personal life yeah I mean it's always it's always um, it's always funny to see when people the people's reaction to uh, to some of my anecdotes being you know nationalities and, and languages that I hold. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's part of, of, of a story that I'm telling and it's part of a narrative that's developing, you know, like, uh, like there's some people that, 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 that I, I feel like I have more of a bond with and, and feel like I, I can connect with because we have gone through similar experiences, you know, um, you know, for example, I made, I made good friends with, with, with some people back in, in Australia who, 
who sort of love Australia for the same reason that I do and aren't necessarily the same values that 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 we hold um, that conform to the values that other Australians hold. Um, and there's some people that I don't really connect with because, uh, you know, because I think it's not that we have different values, but it's just that we just don't have as much in common. So, I mean, it's it's part of it's part of a story that's developing in in my experience. I don't know if you guys. I mean, you guys also have your own brands of internationalism, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure you know um, living and living and 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 working in Canada and having gone to school in the Czech Republic has has added to um, to you guys' experience. Our stories. Yeah, you're right. Hundred percent. Yeah, that that is interesting. I you know living in an international setting like Townsend, I think it's almost impossible to to recreate it. And I guess then you got, I, I think from what you've told me, Saba, that Australia is pretty, pretty international. It's a melting pot. Yeah, for sure. And I consider Canada probably to be the same, but, but yeah, I mean, I remember when, when I finished high school in the Czech Republic and I moved back to Mexico, I experienced a little bit of the, of the same thing that you're describing. I, I was, uh, you know, helping my brothers with their with their law firm and uh, Mexico City. Although it is a it is a pretty diverse city, I would say, just because it's huge. Uh, it's not. I wouldn't say the diversity is very well represented, depending on on when you are, where you are, and you know that's definitely something that I was missing. It's nothing bad for the city, or it's not playing against it, but definitely coming from Townsend, then going to Mexico City, I was like, ah, something is, is missing here. So you, you do some, learn to Some people are missing it. from different backgrounds. <laughs> it's like, I would like to have like Asians over there and some Germans here, <laughs> French speaking. Man, diversity <laughs> really enriches, uh, makes everything richer, right? You're, some yeah. various aspects of life. For sure. But it is interesting to go to different places and, 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 to experience and to see the the brand of, of multiculturalism or, or international uh, dimension that they've adopted. Like growing up in Luxembourg, I always, I mean, Luxembourg is is in a sense very multicultural because because the number of of quote unquote foreigners to Luxembourgish people is almost fifty fifty. Like Luxembourg is 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 is, ha- is almost half. Um, you know, foreigners. By foreigners, I don't exactly know what exactly the statistic means. If it's people who hold the nationality, people who have resident, I mean, who um, you know are second or third generation that have lived in in Luxembourg. But but there is sort of this, you know, in 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 my in my class, I remember it was there were yeah, I mean, maybe just under half of of them were. When I say Luxembourg, I'll I'll, I'll use I'll use the metric I'll use that they spoke Luxembourg at home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a I think a, a good indication of, of whether they're uh, you know Luxembourgish or not, right? So so they were roughly half. Then there were a lot of uh, you know uh, a lot of people from uh, the ex-Yugoslavian countries. There were there were a few um, second and third generation Italians. There were some second and third generation Spanish. There were a lot of Portuguese people. But at the end of the day, it's you know Luxembourg already speaks has three official languages. So, so you by default you already hear three different languages speak spoken um, in in official buildings like like uh, when you like admin buildings, courts, 
and so on. And on top of that, you know, you add, you know, there's a large Portuguese population. So, so in in the streets, you hear, and then and then now, in in the past ten years, there's there's quite a lot of you know American and and English expats who 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 moved to Luxembourg. So, so really, you hear. It's not uncommon within the same day to hear five languages spoken in the street, um, and by that I mean you would frequently hear these languages spoken in the street. Not to mention, you know, um, you know, a, a recent surge in, in Arab people uh, from from Iraq and, and Syria who've, who've who've claimed asylum in in Luxembourg. So my point being that the brand of, of multiculturalism in Luxembourg is very different because because there's sort of it's this it's you know, everybody comes together and everybody keeps their nationality and and keeps their their roots and you know sort of interacts. Whereas in in Australia, it's this melting pot of everybody from every part of the world that you can imagine comes to Australia, but then conforms to speaking English. You know, there's very rarely do you speak do you hear a, a different language speaking other than English. Maybe maybe a bit some Mandarin. Um, you know, other than that, uh, most people in the streets will speak English, and everybody comes there coming from the the different backgrounds. And you know, at in their households, they may they may be that country, but then when they when they step out, uh, you sort of you're you know fill in the blank Australian, you're Chinese Australian, or you're um, you know um, African Australian. So, so the the brand of internationalism is is, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It is it is interesting. I was reading a little bit about this, and uh, yeah, I was I was trying to understand it, and I think you just finalized it for me. But basically, it was a it was an article saying that uh, how Canada and the USA have different brands of multiculturalism, and it was saying the USA is a melting pot in in a sense like what you described in in Australia, versus where Canada is a is a mosaic, or and basically mm-hmm. that means that yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's multiculturalism, but people keep you could say their their national brand or national identity. Uh, so it yeah, it is different, but it said basically you know both both enrich in the country in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you could say maybe there's a stronger stronger uh, uh, American identity. I I definitely do think that over a over a Canadian one in many ways. Uh, just because here's more of a we are multicultural and that is our identity versus the USA is like we are number one. <laughs> um, and no matter what, what we were or where we're from, uh, we are American now and we are number one. So I don't know. It's, it is interesting. It is interesting how countries adopt uh, different brands of, of uh, multiculturalism and uh, how it pans out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I find it also interesting <clears throat> how... Um, like in Germany, um, it's pretty much about the same as, uh, well, in, in Luxembourg, I would say, where a lot of people from different backgrounds are there and live together, but um, they they don't uh, they do adapt uh, the German identity in certain ways, but they hold on to 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 their uh, traditions and cultures from their. Um, parents and their back like their ethnic backgrounds and that's like um, I mean I, when I grew up here uh, I was born and raised in Germany but um, my family's full Turkish so I I was like also kind of raised in the Turkish traditions and then being a Baha'i also learning about the Baha'i um, uh, well let's say um, 
culture uh, and then also having the German culture on the other side, I, I grew up like thinking about, okay, how can I um, adapt to, to, to these different cultures? And I kind of dichotomized all of these cultures all the time. Like when I went to that space, okay, I'm like a Baha'i now. When I went to that space, oh, okay, it's Turkish, so I'm going to be Turkish now. And when I went to that space, I'm German. But it was always like split into different, as if like it was three different lives, you know. But when I then like, I mean, going to Townsend, then I, I learned how to kind of put them together, you know. And after Townsend, how I kind of learned to live as one person with all of these different cultural um, experiences that I had. Um, because after Townsend, you experienced so many different cultures. Like we had Japanese dinners where we learned about Japanese cultures, um, which on the other hand, I watched a lot of, I read a lot of manga and watched anime. So I was kind of already... <laughs> Um, exposed to the culture of Japan in a certain way, um, but in other cultures, as of like as of like um, Russian culture or um, the Chinese culture, uh, the Persian culture, and all of these, they they all like. I mean, Townsend is like the what do you call it? Melting pot. Uh, I think Townsend is like the melting pot of the world, in my opinion, where you really get to experience everyone's <laughs> culture, and and you learn so much from each other. Where then afterwards, when I went uh, um, to the U.S. and Canada, um, immediately I felt already struggling because in Townsend I was accepted the way I was and then also I adapted a lot of things. But when I went to the U.S., you realize, okay, not everything is easy to be, to be kept that way, you know? So like I started dichotomizing again, but then I realized, okay, but I felt more comfortable when I didn't dichotomize things. You know, when I didn't live different lives. So I tried, I always try, and it's a, it's a life, actually. It's, I think it's our whole lives is about that, that we try to keep being true to ourselves and being who we are no matter where we go. And I think that is like something that can be very um, advantageous, I think, in our work life as well as in our normal life if we are just ourselves and we just accept that we are a certain way and we learn something and accept that as well. Uh, you know, being open about things. And I think uh, having having lived in the US and Canada, um, of course, I mean, in the spectrum, they're very fortunate countries compared to other places. And I have not gone to, to places that struggled in, 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 in financial or in even in um, social ways. Um, but uh, I think I, sometimes even that is harder because you think you have everything but actually you don't, you know, like materialism, think about materialism. If if a country is very advanced with something, and usually it's materialist, material stuff, then you think you have everything. But what's lacking is basically then the culture or the social um, parts or, or the spiritual parts or whatever. And I think um, having had friends from all over the place and having had contact with these people and kind of staying in contact with these people that I made, these friends that I made over the time, actually helped me also like to just be true to myself and always try to be um, myself and not dichotomize again where I'm like okay at this place I'm gonna be this person and at that place it's like you know you're wearing masks all the time yeah, but, yeah. but but you know corona is only when you uh, corona and wearing masks <laughs> Damn it, I want to make a joke about masks <laughs> <What>? but 
<laughs> whatever <laughs> but you get my point right i mean i think i don't know i think a lot of people feel that way even people that don't have experiences with international friends you know um have it too that identity problem like going to a place and always acting masking emotions or masking certain i don't know thoughts interactions interactions and stuff yeah yeah i i think it comes down also to some sometimes i guess when we're growing up we learn to to play different uh roles in different social aspects of life and and i think going that far it's okay but but you're definitely onto some onto something when you when you mention you probably won't be entirely happy if you are forced by your surrounding to play a role or something that it's not true true to yourself mm -hmm. and i think that's probably where where there, there could be a problem but i think it, it is normal that we have a different uh yeah in, in different social settings we will play a, a different part right like at work and and with the family you're not 100 the the exact same person but you're not, obviously the core uh, values <laughs> that's not good to do that <laughs> i don't know i i think some some things at least in my case i do see a lot of uh of things changing uh but there are obviously the same core values as a person that you withhold in every single space right yeah no that's true of course um like you, you you change like minor minor things uh as in like the way you joke or things like that uh, i do that too of course i don't joke the way with you guys i mean i don't joke the way with my mom that i do with you guys for example um because I just so you're not say... sassy at work <laughs> i'm super <laughs> sassy at work here i just want to say that i joke exactly with you like the way i do with your mom <laughs> jesus christ I'll let my mom know, then I'll ask her about it. <laughs> no, but... Of course, no, no, I, I don't mean this in a, in oh, a, okay, in a okay. dirty way. You, you mean like, it in a dirty way. Yeah, it's okay. like with your, like, you know how, like, when you go to a friend's place, you, you kind of tiptoe around the parents and, and so on, but, like, I just, like, with your mom, it's just so, she's so easygoing, oh, and, like, I, and you know this, like, I'm, I'm just as sarcastic with her, with, with, with her that, as I am with you. Yeah, no, that's true, that's true. I mean, of course, wow. um... Uh, I think. Way to save a, a bad pass, Saba. Way no, to save no, a bad pass. Our, our minds are dirty, bro. No, but legitimately, like, I didn't, I didn't think that it could be construed in a negative, no. in, in, in a dirty way until you guys started laughing. But I meant it in a, in a, like, I truly meant it in, 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 um, uh, you know, like, in, in, in a pure way. For example, Mao, your parents, I, like, it's not that I tiptoe around them, but I'm very polite with them. I'm very, whenever, whenever they call me to, yeah. to, to catch up, because, because we, we catch up every now and then. Um, you know, no, no, in truth, like whenever they call me to, to, to ask for your whereabouts, I'd be more like, I feel comfortable with them, but I'd feel, I'd, I'd be very polite. You know, I'd, I'd address them with the polite, you know, um, you know, the, the polite Spanish way of addressing, you know, an, 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 an elder person. Whereas with, with your mom, like in the German way, like I don't, I don't, um, like, ich duze sie, you know, like I, I, he doesn't I, use the formal way of talking to her. I, Formal yeah, way, you know, and and you know, like we're always laughing, we're always yeah. like cracking jokes, yeah. uh, jokes. Um, just, just, you know, just, like I, just, I poke fun at her, like yeah. conspiracy theories and so on. You know, like yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just to explain, because in German there is a formal way of talking to elderly people or people that are like, whether it's like positioning above you as like your boss or like parents that are older than you or something. You, you basically, you, you kind of say you, but in a very formal way. So it's like capital U basically or 
in, in German, mm. it's basically they. Like, we use the word they for it, like Z instead of you for do. Um, so that kind of, like, shows already the respect, um, which, uh, yeah, it's it's true. Uh, the formal addressing. Yeah, like, Saba doesn't uh, do that with my parents. At least he did it in the beginning, but then my parents, of course, everyone just says, like, oh, you can just, you know, just you can just say you to me. And, like, you can you don't have okay. to say... Basically, in English, it would be, like, Mr. Yilmaz all the time or Mrs. Yilmaz, but now he can just say you, for example. You know what I mean? Like... Or yeah, sir, yeah. Or in Mexico, we would call somebody usted versus tú. Oh, oh, okay, okay, cool. yeah, So you have it in so Spanish then too, okay? We yeah. have a formal way too, but I, I'm not sure if it's everywhere, like in every Spanish-speaking oh, okay. country. I know it for sure in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, we live in very interesting times. I think there are thin lines uh, everywhere. Like the other day, and this is not so much related, but the other day I saw a Twitter. Um, I went down the Twitter rabbit hole <laughs> and uh, essentially it was a, a thread about uh, how I met your mother and friends and they were basically bashing the shows. They were like, I don't know how people watch this. This is uh, so no re Wait not representative. bashing how I met your mother? And friends, yes. And it is... What? It's strange. Oh. Yes, of course. They're saying okay. these shows are not representative. So they they okay, only have one First of all, that's wrong. Okay. That's not true. <laughs> No, yes. so 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 yeah i don't know i think you know because we live in in uh this interesting times uh people will will come at uh there's a lot of cancel culture and whatnot and people are are sensitive and and they try to do things better i think these threats this kind of threats come from a good place but then you try to bash or destroy something that you know yeah it could have been better but it already was um you won't do anything by i don't think you will make a change by saying this this show was horrible or we should we should just take this show out from all streaming services because it's not representative it's not progressive i think in a way you're almost trying to erase the past and saying it never happened and i'm i'm not sure if that's a way to address things and move forward um you know these are comedic shows they the point of them was never to I don't think the point of them was to be discriminate or anything or exactly. And, and I think it's him. beyond the point. Yeah. And, and removing them, then, uh, you know, it will be like saying nothing happened. We've always been this good. And I'm yeah. not sure that's a way of I, learning and moving it's, forward. It's, it's very interesting to bring that up because, because I recently had a very similar conversation, uh, surrounding er, about blackface in, in shows. And, and now there's, there's been a move of taking out episodes where where blackface has been made, which um, I'm uh, I have my own opinion about it. Maybe uh, it may it may be um, contradict. There may there may be con controversy uh, surrounding my my opinion, but I, I very much agree that yes, it's it's truly it is a tragedy that you know it was a it was a standard in in the film industry and 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 going beyond that actually in 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 a lot of other industries. That you know there wasn't much representation, and that that it, people felt it was okay at the time to make to do blackface. But taking out these shows, taking out these episodes, I I'd much rather have some sort of disclaimer at the beginning of an episode, yes. being like, "Look, um, we we sincerely apologize about this," or 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 you know sort of or yeah, but um, it's yeah, it's it's erasing the past and and almost um, sort of because you're ashamed of of of, of your own past to to act as if it hadn't happened but really the way forward is to 
is to accept that, okay, in the early 2000s and even in the early 2010s, um, and even as, as, as recent as only a few years ago, it, 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 it was okay. People, people thought it was okay to do blackface in, in, in movies or, you know, to make gay references or, um, or so on. But to take this experience and move forward, um, I think it's very interesting. And yeah, like, I, I, there, there's, there's now a lot of criticism, especially around Friends, which every time I hear them breaks my heart because it, it's a show <laughs> that's so close to my heart. And, and it's been said that it hasn't aged well. And I can see some episodes uh, wouldn't be produced nowadays. But it's not a matter of, of has it aged well or not. It's, it's, it's what came out at the time. Mm-hmm. It's what, um, you know, gained a lot of publicity at the time. It's not like, it's not like people weren't watching these shows. Mm-hmm. And because, yeah. because some of these jokes made it into, into these shows at the time, it meant that it was okay at the time. Or it was perceived as being okay at the time. And I, I very much agree that that sort of uh, turning a blind eye to this is 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 the wrong response. Rather, learning from it and moving forward. And and we have, I mean, I mean, there there are some advancements in film industry I I, I see nowadays that there's much more representation. So, and that wouldn't have happened hadn't hadn't it not been for pointing the finger to um, to this flaw. Mm-hmm. I think also um, when it comes to um, film industry, um, I'm very deep into that stuff anyway. And whenever I produce something, I try to make it as as realistic as possible and as, as true as possible to all characters that are involved or work on the project that I have. And um, I have to say that uh, sometimes it, it, it feels already like forced. Like you either have to have a person that's homosexual in, in that show already. Um, you have to have a person that at least like two people that are black just to represent that or other people from different backgrounds. I think whenever, I mean, when I watch a show, I, I, I don't try to go into that detail necessarily. Like thinking about How I Met Your Mother or Friends, what I looked at is what what is the core of this? It's talking about friends. Like in Friends, it's about friends that, that just live things together. Like it could be, it could be, it may as well be a story about us Uh, how we hang out and, and 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 for me when i watch a show like that i i don't think about okay who's represented here is that is that like correct is it politically politically correct right now I, i mostly look at like how the characters are um oh they still are friends even though this bad thing happened so their friendship is very important that's how i learned for example whenever a friend of mine i don't know something happened and 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 and, and we're still friends it just means that my friendship with that person is me is very important to me uh no matter what has happened or what ha- what will happen in the future it's really important to me so i will take care of it you know and those are things that come from movies that i watched uh bad things that come from movies that i watched is like for example the false romance thing like you think you will meet that person when you meet that person it's going to be slow motion and then you will fall in love It's really bad, but hey, you know, I love The Notebook. What am I going to do, man? Like, it's a good movie, and I love it. <laughs> and I love that cheesiness of writing letters and and, and, and and being like, you know, you're like the stars in the sky for me when I see it's like the sun is up or something. I don't know, things like that. Is it good or yes, not? Yes, ladies. This guy is still <laughs> single and available for you. you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, it's very cheesy, but at the same time, it's something beautiful because it's about love, right? I mean, of course, people say that, but it's very materialistic love. It's about looks and whatever. And I go a little deeper because I, I have experienced times where I liked someone and uh, and, and I, I felt like I could do anything 
for them you know i would do anything for them you know um but it's not only for girls it was also for a guy friend that i had it was also for my for a brother or, or for for a, a adopted sister you know things like that like that's how i felt and sacrifices there so i see those qualities when i see things like that so i don't really look at the co political correctness sometimes and maybe that's wrong maybe that's right i don't know um i'm i, I don't know. like sometimes i just uh i just dislike when people are trying to find nit nitty things about a show like you said mauricio that has already happened and now they say like well they should have done like this well they haven't okay maybe if how much your mother came out today it would look completely different and it will because it would be about that time it's produced you know kind of like what it's for example friends it's it's a 90s show if you think about it and it went into the 2000s yep. but it shows that time in that time honestly that's how it kind of looked like too you know if you look look at a movie from the 70s you will also see a lot of things uh, where you think like oh that's not how, how how it should have shown no but that's how it was then you know like It, it, that's how it was like people lived uh separately like because of their skin color and things like that unfortunately not that i support that of course not but it, it's unfortunate but but it just shows how how it has changed to this but i think it's important to to have the conversation i think you're onto something when you say yeah the shows might have not been the the most represent uh, both you and saba i think yeah the shows might have, have been Mao. the most represent sorry <laughs> <laughs> might have not been the most representative or politically correct um They were from a different time. And I think, you know, when I look at uh, at elderly people mainly or people with different ideas, I, you know, sometimes they, they say comments like what you were mentioning earlier, earlier. And, and, you know, then you realize maybe there's no need to actually jump in and, and uh, correct them. And uh, the reason why I say this is, well, you know that if the setting came where, where, you know, these people say your grandparents or whoever it is, I, I don't want to you know, fix myself on, on somebody. Yeah, they might say something, but I think the most important thing is not their ideas, because some people do get married to, to ideas. But I think the most important thing is how would they act if they actually came across the situation? I'm sure that a lot of these mm -hmm. people might say, oh, yeah, why are these people here? But it will be very different when they cross paths and somebody's asking for help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, it will not be the same. Mm -hmm. Oh, It's not my duty to help you. It will be mm -hmm. more like there is something happening. Mm -hmm. I will I will help you mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. And and I think, you know, in, like, in um, life I have learned that. Yeah, sorry, good. Yeah. Good you. yeah, no, just just to wrap it up really quick. In life, I've learned that you know some people really are married to to certain ideas in in principle, but then when it comes time to actioning the, those ideas, they don't realize it, but they actually don't love that idea that much. Mm -hmm. They will act. A different way and it's not it's not like this for everybody obviously but for the few people that that are dear and close to me and i see that you know sometimes we have some conflicting ideas and we might argue about it you know it's uh, tried and tested to to you know try to propose a different uh just you know pick their brain a little bit with something different but then i see them acting again against their you know mm -hmm, solid mm -hmm, principle mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um for me that is already like well <laughs> That's very true. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you again. No, no, that, that was it. I, uh, think, I, I, I think just wanted a, to link it. Yeah, it's very true because I think a lot of people sometimes rise to the occasion and, and when they're put in front of that choice, they, they, they usually choose to help someone or... or, or, or and they or don't do even realize it. Exactly, yeah. That's like, it's like kind of a, a thing. But I have to say, like for example, of course, I, I wasn't 
big buddies with you guys in, from the get-go as well because at first we met and we talked a little bit and then of course at the like first sight we, we saw each other's ideologies and it didn't click at the at the very moment necessarily the way it is now but the more we had interaction with each other the more we started understanding each other's point of points of view i mean throughout my life i've i've had agreements with you guys but at the same time as many disagreements as we had agreements as well but it sorry i'll just i'll just uh interject there it, it's interesting you mentioned that because i i i think it's it's Even, it's almost more enjoyable to talk to somebody who disagrees with you than with somebody who agrees with you because I think a lot of people who are like-minded um, and it's it's wonderful to hang out with people who are like-minded. I mean, you you're more prone to being interested in, in attending the same events and so on. So you know you have somebody to go to and share to go to you know uh, an event to and, and share the experience with. But then it comes down to whenever you're having a discussion, you're sharing thoughts and ideas and statistics that you already know having having seen the resource having having um, consulted the same resources so for example mm -hmm. people who follow the um, uh, you know Trevor Noah's show or mm -hmm. or um, John Oliver's show they'll have watched the same thing and when they're having a conversation they'll cite the exact same information to each other thus you know it's sort of going in, in a circle And you're not really, except for learning that this this other person agrees with you and has watched the same shows, you're not, you know, it's 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 really a bit of a waste of time. Whereas when you're speaking to somebody who disagrees with you, um, you know, it 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 it, it opens all these these new doors. It it exposes you to new avenues. It even forces you to almost not necessarily change your opinion, but but see it from a different angle. And readjust, tweak it, and 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 it's it's really interesting. It's it's almost I, oftentimes I I, I almost prefer to to um, you know hang out and speak to people who with whom I get along and enjoy speaking to, but but you know have different opinions. And and um, I I remember this this was a, a big source of of discussion in in our history class, um, especially especially studying the the Israeli conflict. I remember there were a lot of um, differing opinions yeah just just to tie it back to to what Saba says i think we've we've gone a little bit full circle I, uh we were talking in the beginning about uh you know how going to townsend it was not only about uh, meeting people from different <clears throat> ethnicities nationalities um but also different ideas and different characters and it is true i think that is something that helps you helps you grow and enriches uh you know you as a person it is definitely it's Although it is beautiful, it can also be a curse to be surrounded with people that think exactly the same way as you. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes in life, if you if nobody disagrees with you, probably you might be doing something wrong. Because <laughs> um, mm -hmm. then what is the way to grow from there, right? If you are just very solid in a certain idea, then how are you going to grow on, on the other dimensions? We are poly, polydimensional beings, right? We, you know, it is, it is just the way it is. But uh, I don't know. I think, uh, oh, I just blanked out like Ilka. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just well, want to say that, yes, I think... Uh, I love you too. You, you definitely <laughs> learn from... <laughs> too, man. We, we do learn from, from uh, you know, being exposed to, to people that disagree with us. We grow from that. And, uh, you know, we should embrace it. And, and when I first came to Townsend, it is tough because, uh, you know, 
I think for any new kid going there, it can be tough because you might think that there's like a certain psyche to the school that you have to conform to. You bore but, Saba. But you, we, yes, you're Saba. Yeah, I know. Wrap it up, Saba. <laughs> yeah, there's a certain psyche that you might conform to or you need to conform to, but you realize that uh, that no, uh, it's not that way. It's an open environment, and you you very much are you know allowed to jostle with people and you learn that for life that's a that's a skill that you take everywhere i think that's why you enjoy doing that Saba. perhaps that is uh, townsend might have been one of the places where this uh thing was born uh we were we would argue a lot i remember perhaps. in that yeah, in that history yeah. class and uh not only in history class but you also had a horrible choice of movies that we would always argue about i mean we've talked uh, for an hour and a half already and i have to go through all of this um i usually what i started doing in in the podcast towards the end i have three yes or no questions we answer them then i'll go with the formalities um you know and and then Uh, you guys can share a highlight of the week or of the day or something, and then we, we finish the podcast. Okay, let's yeah. do it. Okay, cool. So I have, I've written down a few here, and let me see which one I... Okay. Cereal first, then milk. Yes or no? Yes. yes. Okay, yes, me too. That's that's That was easy. Okay. I, I don't even understand why people would do milk first and then cereal. Like, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. There's two kinds of people in this world. Okay. Okay. People who, who first put the cereal in and then know what ratio of the milk to put in. Yeah. And then there's psychopaths. <laughs> who don't. We just do that and then just realize, oh my, that's too much milk. That's too much milk. I like how we went to let's accept everybody. It's not all black and white too. There's two kinds of people. Yeah. <laughs> People who just want anarchy in this world, okay? Yeah, some people just want to see the world burn. That's right. Yeah, when I'm a grandparent and my grandson comes and he's like, you need to be polite to those that put... <laughs> when yeah. I have a grandchild and he puts milk before the cereal, he's not my grandchild anymore. You, yes. you, know, you know to admit him to the hospital. You know to <laughs> call like, the police. Son, he's like, yes. The asylum. The asylum. <laughs> he's like, son, yes, grandfather. Come with me. I gotta show you something. <laughs> um, okay, number two. When experiencing a déjà vu, will you try to change it? Yes or no? No. No? You would just experience what you see. You're like, okay, I'm gonna let it play. I'll wait for I'll wait for Mal's answer, and then and then and then I'll tell you I'll tell you my logic. I'm a little perplexed, but uh, yes, I will probably try to change it. If yeah, I will try to change it. Yes, I want to hear Sam's logic. <laughs> okay, I'll tell mine, and and then I want to hear. Well, Elker, what about you? I, I actually, I'm shocked, so I don't do anything. So I, I would say no. Because I'm like shocked that it's actually happening. It's like, oh my God, this is, I saw this. And then I, 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 I tell people about it. It's like, hey, yo, I saw this before. <laughs> so I, I guess I, I change it by saying that. But at the same time, I, I'm just so, like, it's just such a banger in my head that I don't do anything. I'm just, I'm just like frozen at first. I'm just trying to see if that's going to happen. If that happens, then I'm going to like, crazy go crazy so i i say i'm i'm also i'm also a little shocked actually no the reason is because whenever a deja vu happens i to myself think the matrix is real this is a simulation <laughs> this is this must this is a glitch in the system and this is proof this is definitely we're and, all and, hooked up and yeah that we're all hooked up somewhere that this is just a simulation and and because to me it's so un unreal that you know like I'm an adult, 
you know, like, like yeah. it, it doesn't feel like that long ago where I was thinking to myself, um, you know, adults were born as adults. And, you know, yeah. I can't believe yeah. that, you know, all this exactly. time has gone by. Like, I, I feel like I, 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 I don't know. It almost feels like, you know, the, the matrix is almost we're, we're plugged in in a simulation. And whenever uh, deja vu happens, I'm like. Rather than change it, I'm just like, yes, that there is there is a definite proof that <laughs> this is simulation. Scheduling the bathroom time, yes or no? Do, do you guys schedule your bathroom time? I just want to say that Sava is a big. Uh, <laughs> it's big into the phrase, "home base is the place." Also, you don't go out. Being said, you, you, you don't go bathrooms outside of home. This exactly. is not. I mean, I'll, 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 I do admit, I, you know, there's no place like home, especially, especially when, two. you know, yeah, especially when when you just when you just want to take off all your clothes, and to the point where where you don't even want your your feet to be restricted by a certain by an underwear, and that's true freedom. I will tell you that. When when you take it out when you when you come when you you know when you strip to uh you know to your birth suits that's birth true free suits um scheduling your bathroom uh I I will say when I was at Townsend I did have a routine I I I, I yes. in the morning I wouldn't eat without the bell going off <laughs> like that was that was how I <laughs> no no like like I remember I remember that like. I had to go number two after school every day, right? That was just the, that's pretty much the only time in, like I'd go almost every day and it was almost like, almost like clockwork after school. I didn't yes. schedule Anybody it, who just... was your roommate knows this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's so impersonal. I feel like when nature calls, nature calls. I mean, so no, I, I'll, I'll say no, okay. I'll say no. Okay. I think the answer that you need is yes, especially giving the amount of detail that you've given. It should be a yes, but I will respect your answer. No, and I agree with you. No, I do not. Uh, I, mean, I do not schedule it. When I, it happens, it happens. Yeah, I don't schedule it either. Like I don't say I have to go to the bathroom at this time, and if it if it's not that time, I'm not gonna force myself not to go, because I the, I like the probability of me like just. If I have to go and I don't go because it's not the time, I will probably, like, do it in my pants. Like, not probably. It actually <laughs> happen. <clears throat> but um, but it's a but it's a loaded question because because it so really much, depends on yeah, on on your circumstances. Like, as, especially if you have roommates, especially if the if the ratio of roommates to bathroom numbers is is, is disproportionate. It's one to four. Um, <laughs> You know, there, that's you know and like and like when and you know i think i think at, at 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 boarding school it was one thing because everybody was on the same schedule um and but yeah then it comes down to to the circumstance like when you're at university or when you have a job and you have roommates and people you know if people are on different schedules then no you don't really need to schedule that but then if everybody leaves the house at the same time then yeah i mean it's it, it does become an issue well those are the three questions Oh, uh, can I do a, a an extra one? Go ahead. A bonus question: pineapple and pizza, yes or no? Yes. Ah, oh, yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. 
You maniacs. <laughs> There's two what. people, Marge. There's two people in this world. <laughs> There's two people in this world. One person that I has pineapple and the other person is a psychopath. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll even... I'll, whenever I'm in Italy and I'm with a certain friend of mine, no. which you guys all know who, who I'm referring yeah, to, I'll yeah. go out of my way to order... Even though I don't want it, because I know there's better pizzas in Italy, I'll go out of my way to uh, to order a pizza with pineapples on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just a disclaimer: you're gonna get poisoned in Italy if you continue to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I remember when uh, Julio made pizza for us, uh, and, and he asked me like, "What topics do you want?" <laughs> and I was like, "Pineapple." Uh, and he walked into my room. He's like, "What topics do you want except pineapple?" I'm like. But like, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, then it's fine. Whatever. It's like you want pineapple. I, was like, I can. I like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> and then I, I saw, imagine. I saw fries. They have fries on pizza. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, what the heck is? <laughs> I mean, I liked it in here. I ate it too. I'm not really opposing it at all. But it's just like they have that, but not that. Like, what is what is the difference? I mean, it's so random anyway. Both. You know, you know, Ilker, knowing you and and having known you at Townsend at that time, I actually can imagine young. You know, bright-eyed Ilker, uh, you know, thinking to himself, oh, he's saying except for pineapple because that's he's already getting pineapple. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay, he, he will put obviously. it on. Yeah, obviously. He's, he he's, got, it he's on. got that one covered. Cool. Well, just before we get to you guys' highlights, I hope you guys have something cool. It doesn't have to be long. can be short as well. A word or something. Uh, I'll get, go, get on with the formalities. Thank you so much for you two. For making this time. I know it's very late for you, Asava, and it's quite early for you, Mauricio. But I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much. And then thank you for all the listeners that are listening to this. And uh, for you guys, you can follow this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Podchaser, uh, all the other... Uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yeah, not to forget. Um, and you can follow the Instagram page, uh, Zonta Got Nothing. <laughs> And uh, whoa, whoa, Maui has just pulled out his his penis. <laughs> God, I just want to say this is, this is what Maui is leaving us with. I just want to say this is not acceptable just because it's a podcast, it's not cool. We live in me too, man. Me too. Oh, Sam, I don't know. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what that Maui. For? Maui is doing it, I guess. <laughs> no, um, Jeez. and Great well. It would be nice for you guys to share this podcast. I might uh, not actually include this part. <laughs> I might actually <laughs> still include this part. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, so let's come to the highlights and then uh, finish this podcast episode. Uh, highlight of, it's actually from last week. Uh, my my good friend, Jose Luis, who you helped me shot uh, his uh, engagement video here in Vancouver he actually had a gender reveal uh, party for his baby that's going to be born in uh, September and it was it was beautiful yeah, it's it a girl really right emotional. yeah i congratulated him already on on instagram i told him congratulations yeah. nice nice yeah you, it would have been great if, if you were here man but but yeah that that was definitely a highlight uh, Ah, just like sava said it's kind of crazy to think that we're at this point in life where people are married uh, and getting kids and we're Yes, Not even, yes, like, it's completely close. scary, but uh, I'm really excited for him. I'm really happy, and uh, this this was the highlight of uh, of my weekend uh, last week. Uh, yeah. Wait until so, you hold yeah. her, Tio Mauricio. <laughs> Man, Tio Mauricio, yeah. 
<laughs> Crazy. But yeah, uh, Saba. Sorry, Mal, what about you? Mal. Uh, actually, <laughs> the highlight of, 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 I mean, for quite some time, actually, was uh, actually just transpired an hour before the podcast. Um, well, uh, a friend of mine actually just read, reached out this morning and, and just sent me a WhatsApp text, uh, you know, just a hello, how are you? And and then we ended up meeting up uh, for for a, a late lunch or early dinner or afternoon tea, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was, I mean, I've been working from home. I've been I've been very social, uh, calling people uh, during this pandemic. But but um, uh, barring you know a few of my colleagues from work, I haven't really seen anybody in real time. Uh, even even the high activities are online. So meeting up with him. Um, you know, just like just doing mundane things like going to a cafe and and having a bite to eat, having a, 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 a you know a cup of tea together, uh, was it, it was was a a very um, pleasant highlight. Um, so that actually just happened uh, um, a few hours ago. Yeah, it's uh, it comes down to the little things in life that make us happy, right? Um, whether it's Indeed. it's it's a it's a gender reveal party or just going out for coffee in, a, in hard exactly. times like these cool Elker, what 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 was your highlight my highlight was this it was really cool honestly hanging out with you guys recording this podcast and actually talking about things and going deep or very very surface level about things and having a good time i really enjoyed this a lot i have to say Because uh, especially, like you said, around these hard times, it's really important to stay in touch and, and see how everyone is doing. And, and uh, I think these times actually, you know, as, as harsh as they sound or seem like, I think uh, I got a lot closer to a lot of friends that I was kind of not close anymore. Um, or I was close to, I got even closer. But yeah, thank you again, and uh, thank you for the listeners. Um, stay tuned and volume up to the next episode, and you will hear from us soon. Yeah, thank you for making it possible, uh, Ilker, and hello and to everybody. See you guys. See you guys.